0: Hey, listen up. We got another episode of Wisecracks. Featuring the crack man himself, Bill Krackenberger. And our co-host, John Orlando. Straight from Las Vegas. Wisecracks is your ticket inside the world of sports betting. With tips, picks, special guests, and more. Only on
1: WSN.com. Hey, big guest this week, Alan Boston. Uh, I've known Alan for about 20 years, maybe more, maybe a little bit more than that. Uh, one of the best uh, college basketball handicappers in the world. And uh, I can't tell you guys how much money that Alan and I made. I don't know if he wants to tell you, but we made some money over the years. Uh, it, we, we really, re- I'll tell you what, we ran bad one year. And I swear, if there's a Bible here, I'd touch it. We ran bad, him and I. I think we won 60 to 70 units. And I swear we ran bad in the games. So, Alan. Uh, you're over there across the country. How you doing? Hanging in there. Yeah. It'd be good if we didn't give away all our money and spend it all, but that's, so be it. That's one thing, guys. Just to let you guys know something ahead of time, because you don't know about Alan. I don't mean to embarrass him a little bit. Let me tell you something. Alan Boston's one of the most generous guys. Try to pick up meals behind my back. Try to and uh he's just generous. I remember I was I was with him and Teddy Atlas once. He pulled a thousand dollars out of his pocket and gave it to him. Do you know if we were at a restaurant and you just handed money away? And and let me just tell you something. Alan will give everything away and just go broke. He has no value of money. He'll stay in the Four Seasons Hotel. That's the best place. He'll just do the the finest things in life and eventually just saying screw it. I'll make money down the line. So. um but yeah, Alan. There's a couple, a couple things I don't know if you remember. All
0: right, we're done with the personal history. All right, there we yeah, go. Yeah, I'm a self destructive fool. That's, uh, that's what I am. But anyway, let's, hopefully we can come up with some winners. Yeah, double uh, money to spend on the four seasons.
1: Let's go to Fairleigh Dickinson, which I'm hard to believe that they're even in here. But Fairleigh Dickinson, Texas Southern. Um, what, what do you, what do you think on that one? Yeah, they
0: won a very. Uh, my number is Texas Southern five, so I, I, I like this game quite a bit. They, they won a very weak Northeastern Conference this year. Uh, FDU, the conference uh, lost their. Their their best teams and uh, there was nothing left. Merrimack actually won it, but they're not eligible for the NCAA tournament. So okay. Philly Dickinson's in, uh, and and Texas Southern won the slack once again. Uh, Texas Southern was kind of beat up the entire year. They finally got healthy near the end of the year, and 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 they 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 played some very very good basketball in their conference tournament. And again, program to program, Texas Southern's program is lays over Philly Dickinson. Philly Dickinson had a great year this year, but but the program is in no 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 match for Texas Southern's program, and I, I think uh, minus two is a very strong bet. And twos are everywhere: circa, draft, games, that's what it is, yeah. yeah People disagree with me on that, okay. and I've been kind of anti-Feely Dickinson uh, the entire year. But again, that's the way I think about it. I don't think that they can possibly be that good. The program's never been that good. Gotcha. It's a uh, you know a, a not well-funded program in Teaneck, New Jersey. It's uh, yeah. Arizona, anyway, Arizona Texas State, Southern has, Texas Southern has some major power talent there and transfers, and so Texas Southern will green, be a
1: pretty strong, pretty strong play for you. Yeah, Max, Max, okay, max bad, yeah. wow, here we sure. go. Arizona State, Nevada, this game opened up, Alan, and stayed right where it's at. That's two, and I, mean, I made it two. Oh, there you go. So we can and just, neither team
0: belongs in a tournament. Uh, it's it's kind of a joke that they're both in here, but. That that's right. You know, I, I can get into how corrupt this whole thing is, but but you want you want picks and not not rants. So. No,
1: when we get to some of the mid majors, I want you to talk about like maybe Oral Roberts getting robbed. Or I, I want you to. You they know. all got robbed.
0: One hundred percent of them. That's uh that's fact.
1: You want to give out before we go to Thursday's game? You want to give out any nit games
0: or not really? Uh we don't have to. I mean, I like Youngstown, but Youngstown with six. I think they priced it. They they didn't they didn't price it with Youngstown State the home team. So.
1: Okay.
0: That's uh, six at Win Caesars still
1: South Point yeah it's still six
0: yeah that's that's a really strong play that's that's kind of uh, bizarre that's the only one I bet okay good I bet nothing else all, all the right. lines is kind of a guessing game As Rutgers is Rutgers going to show up if they show up that line's a little too low but they really got screwed over like they were they want they're probably the the team that got screwed most okay. by the committee Was but they're not one of the good old boys right yeah they play this grinded out slow defensive style that uh, not the fun. head of NBC doesn't like so. Right. screw you Rutgers you're not in
1: yep there you go uh, let's go down to let's start on Thursday's games. we're going to go right down the bracket seven games 738 San Diego State opened up a three at Circa opened up five at South Point and it settled
0: at five over College of Charleston uh, San Diego State recently won three games in three days played fantastic winning their conference tournament uh, earlier in the year they uh you know the neutral court games, which are good to look at. They they lost to St. Mary's, but it turned out St. Mary's is a very good team. Uh, they uh, got blown out by uh, in the Maui Invite. What did they do? They beat Ohio State, and then they got blown out by uh, Arizona, I believe. And then they played Arkansas to overtime. Uh, they've they've always been they've always been a a very uh, strong program, but they've always struggled in the comp, in the NCAA tournament. Last year they choked off a game to Creighton. Uh, two years ago they got blown out by a very poor syracuse team uh and and for whatever reason and, and they play great defense and, and and they're really well coached it's it's strange that they have never really made an impact in a tournament but they haven't that's the reality whereas college of charleston and again they blew through their power rating so why i my gut says i like college my gut thinks college of charleston wins this game by the way wow um My number's four and a half San Diego State, so number-wise, it's nothing. So it's not a bet. It's not a bet, then. Well, let me finish, and maybe it is. Okay. Uh, Instinctively, my gut says College of Charleston, so I have to figure out why. Uh, They have uh, uh, Pat Kelsey there now. He came over from Winthrop. Uh, He completely blew through Winthrop's power ratings when he was there. He runs this very modern, fast three-point shooting offense. He, uh, he has the more modern approach of using many, many players coming you in waves, which I think is very good for a mid-major. It gives them more familial. Uh, it gives you a very family-type atmosphere. It keeps everyone, you know, in tune with the game. Uh, they run very, very good offense. They're very, very difficult to prepare for. And, but I said earlier that teams tend towards their level and College of Charleston's level is not anywhere near where I have them rated. However, they have a new coach and this coach, has done this elsewhere, and, and the teams did not level off in the conference tournament, did not level off in the NCAA tournament. I don't expect College of Charleston to level off. They, they've they had a lot of time to get ready for this. They've had time to put in maybe some new plays, maybe a new defense that will take San Diego State by surprise. And San Diego State just finished their conference tournament. Uh, so energy-wise, College of Charleston might have a little bit of an edge here. Uh, I definitely think College of Charleston can pull the upset, and I will be betting something on them.
1: Okay. That's good. That's good. The next one, uh, this this next one, Alan, every, a lot of people are asking about, this next one, because uh, you're a know, first-year coach, I guess, over here at Furman, and, of course, you have the the veteran, uh, Tony Bennett on, on Virginia. So this one, a lot of people are asking about, and uh, let's see what you make this one. Opened up five at South Point. Circle opened up
0: six, Virginia over Furman. I made it five, and it's not a first-year coach at Furman. Oh, it's Richie's not? Been there. Okay. Yeah, no. It's their first year in a tournament, though. So. Okay. Oh, is that That finally kind of like broke through. That's probably what you heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, for uh, sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah I'm not. Uh, I, you know, Virginia had this early. Uh, you know, you like looking at neutral courts because that's where they're playing uh, these tournaments. And Virginia early in the year beat uh, both Baylor and uh, UCLA, I believe, or was it Illinois? I forget. But they they had two. Uh, I think it was UCLA actually. They had two home run wins on uh on on neutral courts, and everyone thought this was a Final Four team. But then reality set in. They're not overly talented, and uh, you you still need uh, a ton of talent to be a, a Final Four team. And 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 as as good as Tony Bennett is, this team is not elite, not close. And they definitely leveled off at the end of the year and kind of played more to where Virginia's rating should be. Uh, Furman, ditto. This guy's uh, along with uh, Nico Medved, his prior the prior coach there. They've they've turned this uh, small school in Greenville into a uh mid-major power the issue I have with Furman is they played uh two power conference teams Penn State on a neutral they were down 20 21 in a game made a big run and lost by three but still they were down 21 in a game and they went to NC State and got blown out still the team plays a lot of intelligence they play a very good tournament style where they play uh they play great defense they're not going to be completely outmanned by Virginia because Virginia's talent is not they're not overwhelming and uh you know, in a in a very low possession game with two teams uh, really grinding it out, uh, I would only bet Furman plus five, but uh, I I I uh, will probably just pass because okay. the game the game's against Penn State and, and NC State bugged me a little bit.
1: Okay, okay. This next game, uh, Tennessee Lafayette opened up giant difference. Circa opened up nine. South Point opened up thirteen. Uh, Tennessee over Lafayette.
0: Yeah, I like Circa's number. I made it eight and a half. Uh, and and did bet Lafayette, and we'll be betting Lafayette. I haven't bet it yet, but I will be betting Lafayette. So that's see, I'm actually giving out what I like before I even bet it. How good is that? That's real nice. Yeah, uh,
1: yeah. Get that DraftKings. Yeah. Draft, you, you got the best number by you. DraftKings 11 and a half. That's the best number on the screen.
0: So. Yeah, and I, I it's it, Tennessee's kind of a hard team to to handicap. They uh, they were good enough early in the year to 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 just they were favored over Kansas and beat them easily. Like that's how good they are at times. Even uh, later in the year, they played Texas at home and 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 buried them. Like the final score was seven, but it was never really close. So this team's high level. This team's elite it has elite levels to go to. So why would I actually like Lafayette? Because prior incantations of Tennessee last year, they beat Longwood as like a twenty-two point favorite. They beat them by hundred. It was a complete mismatch talent wise. But then crashed out to a very mediocre Michigan team in the second round. The year before that, they were a complete no show against Oregon State. They got embarrassed actually against a very, very poor Oregon State team. Uh Rick Barnes teams over the years have never done well in the tournament. I don't know why. He's he's certainly no genius, but but his teams play good defense, which is is typically what 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 will succeed in these tournaments. Uh I, I don't I don't like the fact that this team and their conference tournament they uh had lost to Missouri recently at home. And uh we're now playing in them in the conference tournament and figured to be very motivated to beat them when you lose at home to a team. And, and now you're getting them in a rematch on a neutral court. It definitely favors you the same day, Arizona, and Arizona state were playing the same situation where Arizona state came from behind and won a miracle at Arizona. And then Arizona, uh, came back and buried them on the neutral court. So I expected Tennessee to have a, a very strong game against Missouri. They lost their point guard Ziegler a few games ago. Uh, but got two of their other guards back. I, I, I two other players back. One of them's a guard. I don't know what the other one is. Probably kind of either or. Uh, I'm not really good with players. I didn't think losing Ziegler was a big deal. They have a they have another point guard they could use. Uh, he is good defensively, but so is almost everyone else on the team. And they have lots of talent to go to. But that game against Missouri is very very troubled. It it, it it they were never never in the lead, which is just uh, or if they were in the lead, it was briefly. It was it was it was surprisingly bad. And does not bode well for, for what's next. Yeah, it's one game, big deal. It doesn't mean anything. The team still beat Kansas easily on a neutral court earlier. But again, with their history of, of crashing out early and that game that they should have been very, very ready for, putting in an absolute stinker, uh, that may be more indicative of what's coming. At least I'm hoping it is. Lafayette is another team that blew through their rating this year, but they have a, a five star recruited center, Jordan Brown, I think his name is. Uh, who started, I believe, at Arizona. Just elite talent. And and the issue that most mid-majors have in the in the NCAA tournament is the refs let a lot of stuff go because my contention is that it, it's very corrupt. And, and anytime there's big money involved, this evil works and, and there's lots of evil going on in this NCAA tournament. Uh, it's still a great event, but it's been... It's getting worse. It's getting increasingly bad. And maybe we'll get to that eventually. Uh, so... With this kid at center, Lafayette has a an elite rim protector and will not get murdered up front, which is uh, a big issue for mid-majors, and I think they have a good chance to win the game. Alan, are
1: you still the same person? I remember I was sitting on your couch 15 years ago. You were at your desk in your um, beautiful multi-million dollar house uh, in Vegas here, and you were you said something that was so true. You were betting giant money back then though. You, you had a, a, a really good syndicate. You were part of betting five figures a game. So you really couldn't get down enough on the first half, you said, but like, is this one of those spots where Lafayette getting first half, maybe, uh, the six points, maybe a good spot, good, a good spot for them or, um, yeah, any,
0: any game, any game, that's first right. first,
1: uh, that was a pure number. You, you taught me that you taught me that.
0: Well, the, uh, so what happens is, let's say you're taking eight on a game and you have plus five. Yep. In the, you, you, have, you have plus eight and, the, and your team is down five with 20 seconds to go in the first half. Well, you're either holding for the last shot or the other team's holding for the last shot. You're winning the bet. There's almost no way to lose from there, barring some turnovers or, or technical foul or, or flagrant foul. You're not losing. However, if you're down five, you're down eight, down five, taking eight with 20 seconds to go in a regular game, it's foul, three-point shot, foul, three-point shot. You could lose by 10, 12. You could lose by anything from there. Sure. So you take all the randomness out of the equation. There's fewer possessions in the last minute uh, of the first half than there are in a, in a regular game, in, in, the, in the second half of games. And therefore, all the randomness is taken out. Almost all the randomness is taken out. So you get a much truer result, and therefore, it's a better bet. Beautiful, beautiful. So if you're right, you win more often in the first half. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I should have been betting first halves my whole life. You told me in that fact, then. I, I had a very bad year this year. But first halves I had someone charted for me and I actually was a winner getting first halves. That's how that's how big the gap is at times. You
1: forget we charted it that year too. It was sick. It was like 35 more victories. It was crazy the first half. So I just didn't know if we were still under that same mindset. But again, like even now,
0: It is, you cannot, you, it's, it, but you back got, then I was betting
1: earlier and, and you couldn't right, get down right. earlier. Now you can. Even now, there's only I three can, spots. Only three spots up right now uh, with first halves. I, I I don't even get this. I mean, literally, uh, it's it's amazing. So they it's well, so they hard. all play
0: follow the leader, right? If someone does it, then they'll all do it. But yep. Yeah, none of them have a mind of their own. They're all worried about <laughs> losing a dollar when they're, you know, we're laying eleven to ten, and they're worried about losing.
1: It's, right. it's so crazy. It's so crazy. Uh, Duke, Oral Roberts. This is one of those uh, one of those games that we talked about. Like Oral Roberts, probably not fair to them for this this draw.
0: Yeah, that's a slight understatement. So, <laughs> so my contention. Let as we well get this out of the way. My contention is when there's big money involved and there's a billion dollar TV contract here, and you do stuff behind closed doors. Then evil works. Much like our government hit with all our tax dollars doing stuff behind closed doors, they just rob us blind, waste all the money, it all ends up in their pockets, and and everyone's everyone's happy except the the the, the citizens. Uh, so the same thing here. So who are the moneymakers for them? Well, the guys who who pandered at ESPN. So the major conferences have all these big contracts for all these TV deals. So therefore you want to take care of the good old boys, all the people and in, in, in who, who have, you know, stuck with you over the years, who bring fans to the game, who sell gear. Uh, and Oral Roberts is not among them. They're in uh, a quote-unquote mid-major conference, much like College of Charleston is. And notice College of Charleston is playing San Diego State, another sort of mid-majorist type team. So you have mid-major versus mid-major, uh, and whether they're seated properly or not, I, I, I it, it's probably close. That's not the issue. The issue is, is they refuse to have college of Charleston, let's say, play, uh, you know, someone like, like, uh, well, I don't even know who they'd play. They'd be comparable, but maybe College of Charleston playing like in Illinois or in Arkansas or, uh, uh, uh an Indiana or or a team of that ilk or or I, I could actually actually going to be uh, I'm going to be proven wrong with with that, uh, but. The point is, they're playing another mid-major. It's mid-major versus mid-major, and Furman's playing Virginia. Uh, they don't care if Virginia gets knocked out. Virginia plays a slow, methodical game that the they they think is is bad. They've done everything to speed up and keep the scores higher, so they don't like teams that play good defense, even though that's the goal of all basketball coaches to get to, to play good defense. Uh, and 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 right on down the line, I can go there. But now we come to this game. All Roberts made the Sweet Sixteen last year. And and this team's better. This is uh, a home run team with a coach that's really terrific, uh, and they're a 12 seed. Okay, let's let's assume that 12 seed is okay for them. It's probably it's probably close. But Duke as a 5 seed is an absolute joke. So if if the goal of the committee is to keep the mid majors out of it because they don't think they're money makers, and in fact the head of NBC when Loyola Chicago was making their run. Pretty much said we'd rather have Kentucky there. He said it's better for the ratings. Now they did a study that completely refuted what the, the head of NBC said—that in fact, loyal Chicago. They compared loyal Chicago's ratings on on their time slot on the network that they played on because they have four different networks, and they beat every single rating that's typical for that time slot. So loyal Chicago, in fact, was drawing fans. And in fact, when you think about. NCA tournaments, you always think about the, the, the mid-majors, the, the, the Cinderella's. You think about the Gonzaga's over the years, the Butler's over the years, uh, the George Mason run to the Final Four. That's, that's etched in stone. Everyone remembers all of that stuff. Do you remember all those uh, 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 Valparaiso's uh, three-pointer to beat Mississippi? Every single mid-major that's pulled the upset is talked about. So they actually have it wrong that mid-majors actually do draw well. The Cinderella's do draw well. And 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 they proved it with that that little study. But if they think that they have to get rid of the College of Charleston's of the world and, and they don't mind if San Diego State goes out because they're not one of their darlings either. Uh, well, how are we going to take all Roberts out? We can't you know, we can't make them a 16 seed. So let's create a phony five seed. Now, Duke Duke's rating has them as a two seed. That's what they are. Maybe even a one seed. They played so well at the end of the year, they were banged up the whole year and they finally got healthy and they finally got good. Uh, Shire runs a little more intricate stuff than than years past there, and it took a while for them to get healthy and understand what he's trying to do. And they succeeded and, and had a great conference tournament. Uh, but them being a five seed is an absolute disgrace. It, it really, it's, it's just disgusting. But they had to figure out a way to take all Roberts out. So here you are, or Robert shouldn't be getting seven from anybody in the first round of this tournament. Like they would, they had an unbelievable year. They, they tried to schedule games to, to get their power rating up there. They went to Houston, they got blown out, but they went to Utah state and hung in there with them. They went to St. Mary's and and only lost by eight. St. Mary's is is a very, very, they're a top, top 15 team, uh, maybe even top 10. Uh, so they, they did what they could. They ran roughshod through their conference. They went undefeated in their conference there. They're just, uh, just a a fantastic team with history last year of going to sweet 16 with many of these players. They actually added a seven foot five guy who shoots three. So they have a rim protector. They can play five out with a seven foot five guy. It's, it's, it's incredible. Like this team deserves a better shake than having to play Duke in the first round. That being said, uh, the team did make the sweet 16 last year and beat some very, very good teams. Uh, Duke has just won the ACC tournament they're a very young team. I think young teams are often prone to crashing off home run efforts. And Duke did play their best ball in the, in the conference tournament. Those are the three best games they played all year. Uh, so if anything, they played on Sunday. That's That works against them. Uh, Oral Roberts has plenty of rest coming into this. If anything, Duke will maybe crash a little bit. And Oral Roberts has been through all this before. They're not going to be taken in by the moment. Well, Duke has a bunch of freshmen doing this for the first time. All the nuance favors all Roberts, and I think they have a good chance to win the game.
1: Okay, cool. Okay, cool. Let's let's go to. Uh, this is going to be their part of the playing here. Let's just see what you think. Alabama, do you think uh, versus, versus either team that they play? Um, no, Alabama won by hundred. That's what I'm saying. And Does Alabama just sit back and they maybe overlook the, their next opponent, their first no, opponent? No, they don't overlook anybody. Okay, that's good to know. So that yeah, they I mean, uh, you know,
0: of course, during the 30 game schedule, you do, but but in this spot they're pretty uh they're pretty good about uh they have a lot of depth too they they're, they're very very good let's get they're right. probably they're probably uh they're probably the favorite to win it all oh yeah, yeah let's get right
1: into one of the teams that you have uh been a big proponent of over the years west virginia uh over maryland looks like it's this game didn't move either it opened up two it's two
0: it didn't move i made it i made it two yeah. uh but instinctively, i think uh I think I think West Virginia is the right side. My gut is telling me West Virginia, West Virginia. So now I have to your gut is from a your gut is the highest level of of, of thinking you have. And and uh, your your instinct is is the highest level of thought. It, and, and it runs across the board everywhere. If you're a center fielder playing baseball, the ball's hit. You're not calculating the angle to come off the bat or the speed it came off the bat. You're just going where the ball's going and you're catching it. You react instinctively to where the ball is going. Yet yeah, it's a very complex calculation you just did in no time at all. Uh, you're a poker player, and and you just have some feel that the guy's foolish. And sorry, that was a slip. No, that's okay. I but that's that's because you've seen you've seen this action before. There's something about it that you saw before that you know he's probably bluffing, and and you calm down with very little, and you win. So. Right, You're walking, riding a bicycle. These are all very complex actions that you do without thought. People forget that you fell down for like six months before you learned how to walk. Walking is very, very intricate, but you do it without thought. So when you do something without thought, you're actually doing something at the highest level. So when my gut tells me West Virginia, I have to try to figure out what my gut's telling me. And I think what it's telling me is I'm not, I'm I'm not, uh, I think Maryland uh, is, they're typically like uh, an 89, 90 program. That's my golf rating again. That's my power rating, which is similar to a golf handicap. And right now I have Maryland at a 93. I have West Virginia at a 95. So 95 minus 93 is two. Therefore, I have the game two. But if anything, Maryland will head back to that, that 90 rating that they're more prone to being at. Uh, they had some games this year that were absolutely terrific. But they're in the overrated Big Ten Conference. They really didn't beat anybody in that conference Uh, on the road. They they beat nobody. And this is more that type of uh, uh, dynamic. They did play Tennessee under neutral. They had a couple of good neutral court wins, but they also played Tennessee under neutral down 22 and then played UCB at home next game and got blown out. So when they faced uh, high level talent, which West Virginia is not, but they're close, uh, they were prone to getting uh, trashed. And I think that might happen here. Okay. that's that's what i think my gut's telling me so i will be laying two probably but i'm just guessing at a reason why which may sound weird but that's uh that's how it goes with uh how i do it i get you we're gonna have about uh 30 minutes or so
1: about a minute minute and a half on the rest of these games sorry to rush no. you through them you, 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 we love your your take no. on this stuff
0: well don't don't talk that. houston north houston Northern will win north. by 100 their, their defense is impenetrable and Northern Kentucky gets by on this tricky matchup zone, and and uh, it won't matter if you if the ball if you can never get the ball if you can never score, it won't matter how good your defense is. So, Houston wins easy. I made it 19 and a half, so there's no bargain on the line. But I'd be surprised if the game's close. Okay, Auburn, Iowa. Auburn is minus one. Don't like either team. Uh, made it pick. If anything, I think Auburn has the better, bigger upside. But uh, McCaffrey is a much better coach than Bruce Pearl, so I would never, uh, never bet uh, Auburn against Iowa.
1: Okay, Ten- Texas A&M, Penn
0: State minus three. It stayed three. Don't like either team either. I made it two. Uh, I, I I I I'm not sold on A and M uh, being this great a team. I think Penn State performs well as an underdog, which they are in this game. Uh, I made it two. So if it went up a little, I would certainly be interested in betting Penn State. The only knock is they played on Sunday uh, in their conference tournament, playing four games in four days, and 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 that might work against them in this game. But A and M played on Saturday, so it's. Uh, it's not that big of uh it, it actually is bigger than you think, but I, I, I'm I, not an AM fan. I love okay. Buzz Williams. I love the coach, but I, you know, this is a team that lost to Wofford at home early in the year, and their rating got uh, pumped up with some good wins in the SEC, but maybe the SEC isn't that good, so maybe they're really not that good. Of course, Penn State's in the Big Ten, which isn't any good. So, okay. Like I said, I'm not a fan of either team, but I think the dog probably has the edge here. This
1: next game opened up what a difference. 11 at one book, 12 at one book, 15 at one book. Texas over Colgate. It settled around 13 and a half.
0: Yeah, I made it 11. Uh, Colgate, in years past, gave Tennessee fits, led Arkansas by 19, actually last year, before full-court press Van uh, Ravel to it. Uh, Texas won the Big 12 tournament on on Sunday, which, again, I think works against them here. Uh, I don't like Rodney Terry as a coach. Matt Langle, the coach of Colgate, is fantastic. They run terrific stuff. They're very, very hard to deal with. Like I said, they gave Tennessee fits. Uh, a much better Tennessee team than they're facing here today. They gave them fits. They led a uh, comparable Arkansas team by 19 last year before uh, getting uh, blown out. They, they cracked under the pressure. I don't think that will happen this year. I think Lang will have very, very ready for that. Their lack of athletes will is, is the one knock, and their pre-conference resume really isn't very good. Uh, the, 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 game to really key on was a home game against Vermont, which they did not win. Other than that, they went to the Plester and, and lost to both Penn and Delaware. N- not, not, not seemingly good for, for, for this game. However, uh, I'm not a big fan of Texas and, and I think the line is, is too high. And I think the coaching edge is humongous and I think Colgate will impose their will on them, which they have done to many teams in the past. And I think that the game will play close.
1: OK, and uh, the only it's all seven and a half in the first half, except for DraftKings, just to let you know, DraftKings has an eight on the first half there. So it might be uh, yeah, very interesting. That's interesting. probably the way
0: to go, because they crashed against Arkansas running out to a big league. Like I said, they're very hard to prepare for. And I don't think Rodney Terry is the guy to get them ready, especially coming off beating Kansas in the Big 12 tournament. This will be a difficult game for Texas and not the right opponent.
1: Howard, Kansas opened up 21. It's amazing. 21, 23. Settled at 22, and that's where it is now, Kansas Howard.
0: Yeah, I made it lower. Uh, Howard, Howard had some decent games this year. They, uh, they hung in at Virginia Commonwealth, and uh, I forget who else. But, again, I'm doing all this from memory. So, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's typically the MEAC teams have, uh, have uh, been disasters. But this team has actually has some talent, and Blakey's done a very good job there uh, getting some, some pretty good talent to go there. Uh, Howard Howard's uh, uh, supposedly uh, it's, it's revered as a, a really good academic school, and uh, sometimes you struggle to get players to go there. And you know, and, and the, the the athletic programs are not well supported. They typically have to play a lot of these pay games, which are just ridiculous. The whole thing is set up so ridiculously, it really is. It's just it's not about anything about uh, the game. It's about money, and it's really, really, really evil. That being said, I don't think this is a great Kansas team. They they should not be a one seed even though they're all arguing they should have been number one seed overall. It just it just shows uh, the total lack of knowledge of of people who are on ESPN and and these other networks, you know, espousing on on who should be a one seed and who shouldn't. They wouldn't dream of having some handicapper on there who could actually tell them who's good and who isn't, right? Uh, but you're right about that's, that. That's that's the world we live in. Uh, <laughs> so you have these coaches uh, talking about well Kansas should be one seed overall. Meanwhile Houston would be like a four and a half point favorite over Kansas. So uh, I guess they shouldn't be the one seed overall. That's the reality. They were saying, why is Houston number one overall? Well, they've two and a half points favorite over the second best team. That's why. Right. They actually got that right. So I don't think this is a great Kansas team. And, and, and uh, I think the line's too high and I definitely uh, will be Benny Howard for something.
1: Maybe another spot again. uh, It's 12 and a half at Caesars and stations and, but you had 13 and a half at DraftKings first half. So, I mean, it's just the first half might, might be a, a good way to go. Yeah, it some, might be a good way to go. Some of these spots. Illinois,
0: If you have, have hundred trillion million, you can just send it up here and we'll take care of it.
1: No, remember, we, 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 really, we really messed up, guys. Just to look, what Alan's talking about is right. There was some unbelievable – I was on the phone with Alan at 3 o'clock this morning, by, by the way. 3, 3 a.m., we were talking about the opportunities that some of these books – Oh my God, back east. We never even thought about looking. Because you don't look at the future markets, right, Alan? There's so much juice. You don't look at these things, team to win the conference or, you know, team to win the. You, know, you just don't look at that because if you figure it's going to be too well juiced. But we found some unbelievable opportunities back there. And unfortunately, we uh, I wasn't there with you. So. Um, well,
0: you can look at Circuit because they offer yes and no. And if yes you have and yes no. and no, it's yep. fair. It has to be fair. Plus, people tend to bet yeses. So the no's typically have value. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you want to start laying twenty and thirty to one, you probably have some really good bets at Circa. And you're that's you're, you're probably responsible.
1: To you're responsible for probably getting them up there by telling Matt that's
0: Yeah, it was mentioned that I, I mentioned that the only fair future book is a yes/no future book, and 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 Matt told me that uh, Matt Metcalf, who runs Circa, told me that he that he heard that and and tried to implement that, and and it's been successful. He told me it's it's been and what, very good. What
1: Alan's telling you is most people bet the yes. The nose—it's going to take an extremely big bankroll. But the nose is—let's just put it, for lack of a better word—some of those noses are probably stealing.
0: Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. And also, you can look at it this way, which I'm sure someone will listen to, and we'll talk about how smart they are. But if you bet twenty no's, you have nineteen winners to start. Right, right. There's only one winner, so you yeah. already win nineteen games.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're yeah, almost yeah.
0: free rolling, right?
1: Sure, sure, and then and they put yes and no's on a lot of different things. So, that's but great. that's that's accurate if you bet no on every team. Yeah, yeah, they put yes and no on on the Masters, every single golfer, like all the you know, all the golfers, right? To, so, I mean, tomorrow. just think about that
0: though. You bet twenty five nos, you got twenty four winners. Right. So right. if you lay less than twenty four to one on who wins, you won. Right. And you you probably you probably are, so. Yep. Anyway, that's just food for thought. For, yeah. Uh, sure. Illinois
1: uh Arkansas just Arkansas. logic this 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 game just opened up at 2 and never moved. I'm going right a vanilla line across my screen at 2 except for DraftKings one and a half. But Arkansas -2 Illinois.
0: Uh both teams had uh uh underachieving years. Arkansas had some injuries. They finally got this five-star kid Nick Smith back in the lineup uh within the last 2 months, last 6 weeks I think. And Seemingly improved, but then seemingly went right back to uh where they were. Not a good year for Arkansas. Uh uh and, and Illinois, I thought was gonna be fantastic this year. The coach is very good. He recruited some really good talent. Uh their point guard Epps had been hurt. He he will he'll, he'll be back for this turn for this game. Illinois was uh was good enough to uh who they beat. Damn it. I don't remember that. They beat someone pretty good. One second. I think it was UCLA, maybe. I'm cheating. I normally no. don't cheat because it's all in my head, but I I'm getting old. Yeah, sure. I don't, I, remember, I don't remember 370 teams like I used to. Illinois is 179-70. You're right. Yeah, they beat UCLA in a neutral, and then lost to Virginia. You're right. They beat Syracuse by 30. They beat Texas uh, on neutral court also in overtime. So their best game is really good unfortunately they haven't played that best game in quite some time however I talked about how this is a new season and uh I just think their best game has been on Arkansas's best game and I also like their coach better than Arkansas's coach so I hate the team because they've been really disappointing and really ratty and and anytime you think all right they're going to play a good game they don't but maybe the new season will will trigger some some good play from them and I I, I definitely, uh, will be Benny Illinois, but not with much alacrity. They're they're really a, a very ratty team this year. But uh, South, I don't like the other team uh, either. So uh, I
1: think I think take you right. South Point and Wynn have a uh, plus three minus twenty is a good bet then sounds like
0: yeah you can't go to war with Illinois. They just they've had too many clinkers. Gotcha, gotcha, but gotcha. It's 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 it seems like they, they're the way to go.
1: All right. Let's move on. The reasons that were mentioned. Okay. Let's move on to Sacramento uh, the Sacramento uh, gold, the, the golden one center. I met Missouri, Utah state. This game's another one of those games. I'm shocked how many of these games opened up and stayed exactly the same. This opened up at one and a half two and it's one and a half two. No, no, no movement at all on this kind of game on this game.
0: Yeah. And again, you have uh Missouri was not one of their good old boys, uh, and, and a mid major playing each other. It's, 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 yeah. it's the pattern repeats itself often here. Uh, Utah State, just a terrific end to the year. Uh, really, really well coached. Uh, lost in the finals to San Diego State in the Mountain West, but they just kind of got worn down. So as long as their energy has been recruit, recouped, I made them a uh, one and a half point favorite, so I have no bet on it. But uh, Missouri, extremely well coached by Dennis Gates, did an unbelievable year with basically mid-major talent. He uh, he he had a winning year at, at uh, in, in a tough conference. So fantastic job by him he was a a complete wizard at cleveland state he's another one that has this family type atmosphere he tries to recruit kids with a chip on their shoulder uh that that are solid humans uh and and will buy into his familial uh game which is which is good right you want everyone to feel comfortable and, and welcome and part of the team and he certainly does that he plays a lot of players again which is a recurring theme with some of these coaches and and it works and uh he's just just incredible he's a real throwback guy you hear him talk he talks about all the you know just being a good person matters more than than you know being good in the basketball court and being dedicated and honest and and loyal all that is he has like these seven words that he uses that they have to follow and it's just a real throwback to a to a different world which is refreshing and it's also good that he's succeeding with that with that approach however uh I think Utah State might be a little bit version of them, and and I'm not betting the game, but maybe Utah State pick might be worth something small. Okay, I like both teams, so I'm disappointed to playing each other in the first round. That being said, they uh, Missouri would be a dog to to UAB, so uh, and they're not in the tournament. And as with many of these teams, many of these games would be uh, UAB would be favored over a lot of these. Again, the mid major getting screwed.
1: Anyway, okay, let's move next. on to. Uh, Arizona-Princeton, sometimes the big these big conferences are they have tough times preparing for some of these Ivy League games, and you have done pretty well over the years with Ivy League games. Of course, you're an Ivy League grad yourself. Yourself, um, But this situation here, surprise this game opened up and stayed exactly where it is. Opened up 14, 14-and-a-half, 14 and it's still 14-and-a-half. What do you think?
0: Uh, I think uh, the Ivy's got another raw draw, like they always do. Uh, Arizona's a one-seed. In in probably everyone's world and so there are two seeds so they're they're the best of the two seeds and of course they stick the ivy against them if they played some of these other two seeds Princeton would actually have a chance to win the game but they probably have no chance to beat this team however I will say this uh, that Arizona won the Pac-12 tournament again I've talked about how I think you know winning their conference tournament and playing as a big favorite can be tricky especially in the first half Uh, Princeton runs an offense that Arizona hasn't seen uh, so they're very, very difficult to prefer, prepare for. Princeton's coach is absolutely terrific, but Arizona's coach is too. Uh, I made the game thirteen, so it's it's Princeton nobody. But Princeton first half might be a good way to look. And they may just get worn down athletically by by Arizona, and but again, they might be able to hang. They might be able to hang for a half.
1: You got that by you again. It's eight. Uh, Caesars stations and Chris, the three I see on here is only four first halves, and then there's DraftKings at eight and a half. So. You got an extra half. I guess a I should point.
0: take a trip over there and do something. Yeah, that's another half a point. Maybe a round point. robin parlay or something. That'd be a good idea. That's that's that'd something, be a really good idea, actually. Mm. That's
1: something that I love. I love those like first half round robins on those teams you're, you're you're stealing an extra half a point on, and teams that can hang around there in the first half. Good, good, uh, good, good. By the choice. way, I don't care about
0: stealing half points. I don't care what the market is. I, if I like it, I like it. If I don't, sure. I don't. Just try sure. to find the best price. But that's that's right different from most. Most people look for well, you, if you're not a handicapper, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, market handicapping. Uh, trying to find market value. Yep. So, you, what you're saying is accurate, yep. but not not to my belief. Not to my personal belief. Okay. Next
1: game, again, opened up. Stayed exactly where it is. Not a lot of interest in this game. Northwestern Boise State opened up one and a half. It's one and a half.
0: Is that what it opened? I thought it opened... Uh, uh, it opened three.
1: one at Circa, two at South Point. I, I cost average at one and a half, and it's still the same. So.
0: Yeah, um, I, I look at Chris opener as the real opener, but... Yeah. Uh, they were the first openers. Uh, I made it pick uh, again. Not not really a fan of either team. Uh, Boise State kind of has the better resume, and they're the better program. So logically, that'd be the side to look for because Northwestern's favored, and Boise typically is a little better than them. But Northwestern had a lot of good road wins in, in the Big Twelve, and and no one else won on the road in the Big Twelve except them. So maybe maybe uh, the team is 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 better than uh, than past uh, Northwestern teams. Uh they did play Auburn to 43 42 on a neutral which is good enough if you know that that result's good enough to win this game too so I'll probably just leave it alone but I definitely lean to Boise okay let's see ironically that. I bet Northwestern plus two already so uh and I kind of lean the other way so I guess I should be getting off that
1: oh okay yeah they have a little uh little middle there too let's get the last game of the night on Thursday which will be uh well the last game uh, yeah yeah seven o'clock oh yeah this will be the last game for sure, 10 p.m. start over East Coast. UCLA. Everyone loves UCLA, it seems like. But game opened up 18, and it's 18 over NC. Yeah, that's probably the right
0: line. And and I would never bet against Cronin. He's an animal, and his teams are always, you know, if they're not playing hard, then he just throws them on the bench and brought someone in It well. And Asheville's very good. The the coach has done an excellent job there. I think Morell his name. He's a shake-a-smart assistant. And they had a very, very good year. And they, you know, they, they are who they are. Their rating is about what it should be. And, and they didn't blow through any kind of rating. So they had the year that they typically have, maybe slightly better. So I don't think they'll level off at all. And you see, kind of had the year they're supposed to have, too. So 18 is a good line. And that's, I made it 17 and a half. Right. Or I could have it 18. I could see it either way. And uh, that means we we'll That's what it is. The- no, no bet. Let's go on to
1: Friday's game. Start right out with uh, Miami Drake. There's been a lot of betting on this game. I'm not going to say until till I uh, have to go over with you. Opened up at one at South Point, three at Circa. Settled at two, two and a half. And that's where it is now. Miami Drake, what do you think? I
0: think uh, the starting center for Miami got hurt last game. And I'm trying to find whether he's playing or not. And uh, they there was no update. That's what they keep saying. Which probably, They're probably lying, but that's what they said. There was like a... a 20-paragraph article on the Sun-Sentinel and pretty much said he's getting treatment and, and they don't have an update on him. Uh, if he's out, they probably have no chance to win. Wow. Miami, even if he plays and he's not 100%, they probably have no chance to win. Miami had a fantastic year this year. Uh, they won the ACC. And, 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 but again, their program's rating is typically around 92-ish. And this team, I have a 95. So if anything, they're going to head back towards that 92 that they're more comfortable with uh drake the coach is amazing they they uh finally got rolling about two-thirds of the way through the year and ran rough shot over everybody in the conference tournament they beat some very good teams very very easily in that conference tournament yeah could they crash absolutely but i don't think so i think the coach is too good the players are too good their system is is fantastic uh miami's in in trouble here for sure so then uh being said i power rated the game to miami but if the guy don't play drake probably won his is the right line?
1: So you have no problem with me taking a lead here uh, at, at Caesars plus three minus twenty, just in case.
0: No, I would be. Uh, I'd be betting a lot on it. Okay. See you could take. always get off, and it's not going to go up. If the guy play, the, you know, the line's priced with the guy playing. So
1: let's see what they take here. I'm. Doing, I'm, uh, I'm in. The, I'm in the queue, pending, spinning.
0: Oh, you got the spinning thing, yeah. They got to check, to make sure they're not ten points out of line, right? Instead <laughs> of just writing the bet and moving the line, they got to check. Tell you what, what, though, else has. It's they so are.
1: Allen, you'd be real happy with them. You'd be real happy. Caesars has different management in there. After they throw oh. Joe Asher out, they take bets. And just now, I, I, I'll be on the probably guys probably can't see it. But I just bet, just made a bet just now, of six thousand uh, bucks plus three minus twenty. I can get off of it. I have to. I can lay back the money line minus one and a quarter. And uh, if the guy's out, that's a good bet. And uh, you're, uh, you're you'll you'll be uh, happy with that also if it comes out. Oh, they did move it to two. Good. Oh, they took a bet though. See, they took a bet like they're supposed to. Let me tell you something.
0: Yeah, what a novel idea! And they moved the line. Alan, I might, that's have, right. I might have moved it a little more, but that's you know that's.
1: I was just gonna say, Alan would just that take. two is hard to move off of. Take the bet, and move the line. That's 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 uh, old Well, that's school. what a
0: bookmaker's supposed to do. That's what's lost in this world. These other people worried about what everyone else has. They do. Here's here's what's so wrong about what they're doing. So let's say you're DraftKings and you're in Connecticut, which I happen to be, and the Patriots are playing, let's say the Jets. Yep. And the Patriots are a 10 point favorite. Well, we're in New England, people betting the Patriots. They have a lot of square business DraftKings. So everyone's betting the Patriots minus 10. They look at their chart, they have 50,000 on the Patriots and 6,000 on the Jets. But the market just moves to nine and a half. So DraftKings goes to nine and a half, completely ignoring the fact that they're 44,000 long, minus 10. So let's write more minus nine and a half. It's just, it's complete insanity what these books do. They want to stay in market, but what if the market's not accurate? You know, they're just, you're supposed to write bets and move the line. You're supposed to see who bet what, how much you have on each side, and then you can figure out what the right line should be. And what your line is has no bearing on what the rest of the line is. In fact, you want a different line because the idea is to write business. People are laying 11 to 10, write business. So these people will go to like, if they wrote a bet, like if you're a bookmaker and someone wants to lay six and a half for a million dollars and someone wants to take seven for a million dollars on a college basketball game, well, go ahead, write it. Right. You can't do better than that. Of course. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll take 5,000 and go to six and a half minus 15. So they write no bets.
1: You said it right. Richie, Richie would be the, the best bookmaker to come back in the game. If I think he is an advisor now to Circa, but just, just to be the head bookmaker or something at, at a sports book like he was in the past. And
0: he, Yeah, I think he's a little disillusioned because he pours his heart and soul into it and was unappreciated. Like one one time they lost money and, and they were all over him at the Palms. And he's, you know, screw this. I don't need this aggravation. <laughs> he, he was very, very innovative. When he was at Caesars and he had free reign to do what he wanted, yep. he put up lines first. When they stopped taking extra games, he stuck them up his own line. Took two thousand, which is a good bet when no one else is taking it. Uh two thousand on a raw line that he created. He had five cent baseball overnight lines. That's right. Five okay. cent lines. Can you imagine? No. Minus four plus forty-three, <laughs> minus forty-eight. No one else had a lineup and he's taking five thousand. <laughs>
1: no, I don't know. How do you
0: remember. make money on it? Like what do you do? You move from forty eight to sixty, and then someone takes fifty-five back and you middle? No, you can't. So he you really have to know what you're doing to to of a five cent opening baseball line when no one else had a lineup. He had, he was the first to use this runs, hits and errors prop. He was maybe the first to even have the first inning props. He did a lot of innovative stuff and it was, it was fun to go in there and see what he put up every day. But those days are gone. Would he have been your favorite of all time in in this business?
1: Since you've been in it, since you've been in it. Favorite? Probably. Yeah.
0: Probably. Most respected Scotty Shetler for sure. Oh, I love Scotty. Yeah, great, great yeah, He's story. the best. He was very innovative, and, and he was waiting of his time, and he understood. I mean, it felt like someone took a giant piss on the Stardust, yet it was an epic event there every morning during uh, basketball season, and every Sunday night, the, the Sunday night lottery was, a, was, a, was just an amazing event that everyone was there for. Oh, yeah. And he took 5,000 on an opening college football line when no one else had a lineup. They may not take but 5 he moved now. The, he moved the line. Jesus, yeah. That was the 1980s. He's taking 5,000. Chris okay. doesn't take that. The so called
1: great book. They don't take shit. Right, right. Let's get to Indiana Kent. Again, this this game opened up four at circa five at South Point, settled right there. It's four, four and a half.
0: Yeah, I made it four and a half. Uh, uh I, I'm not a fan of this Indiana team. They 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 put a lot of clinkers in and, and the whole Big Ten really I'm not a fan of. Uh Kent lost this kid Santiago about six weeks ago, but they've recovered and and very impressive in their finale win over uh Actually very impressive in both their conference tournament wins against Akron and uh, Toledo. Uh, earlier in the year, Kent went to Houston and led the whole game and lost a close one. Came home, crushed South Dakota State. It was, a very, it was a pretty good program. And then went to Gonzaga and led the whole way. So I dare say if a team's good enough to lead at Houston and at Gonzaga, two impossible places to win at, two teams that are typically ahead of about 30 in the first half, then they're probably good enough to beat Indiana. And I'll definitely be looking, uh, you know, hoping to get five on this game. And, uh, but I think you need five for to, to be fair. So can't nobody.
1: Yeah. They, they kept it really good. I just looked at that score. Wow. 49, 44 versus Houston. we Le-
0: leading the whole way. Whew. And Kelvin Sampson in the press conference said, we got completely out coached. These guys are as good as it gets. Like they schemed us. Uh, uh, we had no idea what to do against it. Uh, you know, we're just a better team and we got there. That's so Kelvin Sampson gave big props to, uh, to uh, the Kent coaching staff, which does include uh, Jim Christian, uh, who coached there many years ago and then went to BC and got inappropriately fired. But anyway,
1: all right, let's move ex- on. Saint Mary's this this was a dif- this was a difference of opinion here. Saint Mary's opened up two over over VACOM at uh, circa opened up four at South Point. Looks like four was the right number according to the bookmakers. It's four everywhere now. Yeah, two is a little weird. It's it's a
0: tricky game. Virginia Commonwealth at the end of the year was playing to a level that was uh, unheard of for that program. But it, but after like eight games in a row of them just blowing teams out and some very good teams, uh, do you believe it or not? And that's the whole question of this game. St. Mary's had a home run year, but they're, they're led by uh, this freshman point guard, Aiden Mahaney, who's just fantastic. Must must view television as Aiden Mahaney, just a, a throwback. Cerebral point guard who's. Uh, just like all of 150 pounds but i saw him and get in the guy's face uh in the last game and laughed at him like the kid's awesome doesn't make any mistakes just takes good shots makes all the passes at the right angles just just uh the perfect point guard for for saint mary's who runs very very intricate convoluted stuff very very difficult to prepare for but Vicom was playing at a level that 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 i understand them opening it to they they were they ran roughshod. I mean, they destroyed Dayton in the final uh, Dayton was ahead of 11. It started missing a lot of shots. That's not quite fair, but prior to that, they crushed St. Louis, but they're already beaten twice during a year. Uh, they won and covered virtually every game at the end of the year. Now, are they really that good? That's the question. Uh, if they are, then, then circuit probably had the right number, but I don't think they are. I, I think they're more of a, they are who they are. And I'm throwing out the last eight games they played. How's that? I'm just completely throwing that out. And, uh, I'm not laying four with St. Mary's, but that's the only side I'd have. Okay. Again, Bicom won on Sunday, which works against them, and and St. Mary's uh, got blown out by Gonzaga in the, in that finale long ago, uh, and 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 Randy Bennett's just uh, he, he's as good as it gets. No one's going to outcoach him. So I definitely be now, looking at the St. Mary's side. Now that you mentioned that, Alan, work against them. So,
1: well, does the play-in games work against those teams that that? that
0: bad the playing games they should you have to you have to play in Dayton and travel somewhere right so you have no time the other team's getting ready for you while you're traveling okay and getting acclimated to new arena it's the playing games are, are corrupt they're really ridiculous it should be 64 teams there's no other major event that if you if you go to Wimbledon or any of the tennis majors or the golf yeah they have qualifying rounds in the golf but that's what the conference tournaments kind of are like the qualifying rounds to see who gets in right uh, there's and yeah, you know, all right, you can argue that football has wild card games and baseball does too, but they're not sub that, those are the rules. That's the way they have it set up. It's not some subjective thing where you go behind closed doors and figure out who's gonna be in the playing game. It should be equal for all. There should be no home advantage. There should be no one playing close to home. Like they're all pissed that Kansas got not get to play close to home. Well, why the hell should they? Everyone's supposed to have an equal chance to win this thing. No one should have to win an extra game to win the NCAA tournament. And you could say, so what? Like it's uh that they're uh God, my skin looks awkward in this thing. Uh that's weird. Yeah, I don't have some skin disease, but it looks like I do. Uh you know what it is, there's a U
1: of light behind you back bouncing off your screen. That's the reason why, maybe. But uh I think you look okay. I think we'll get you through March Madness here anyway. Yeah. Uh <laughs> yeah, so where was I? What are we talking about? uh they're playing games and
0: how it was unfair oh yeah 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 it's just it's just more it's just more uh about money and than than being fair yeah right. uh, it's really disgusting it really is it's disgusting now they want to play a 90 team thing that's really going to be fun that just takes the whole it takes the whole uh point of having a good year out of, out of the equation they're trying to generate more money that's all they're trying to do and and they're trying to be with this bottom world where everyone wins uh no (laughs) it's called life and someone has to lose sorry boys not everyone can get a prize not everyone is equal that's called being human so they're caving into all this nonsense that's going on in today's world it's really kind of sad and i hope you don't cut that out no we're not cutting it
1: you didn't say nothing better we're not cutting that out uh, well, now we go into uh, Rick Pitino's team here. So, sp- speaking of a difference, look at this line. This line opened up eight at one place, 11 and 12 at three difference, a four-point difference here. Circa opened up the eight, by the way. Settled at around
0: nine, nine and a half now. Connecticut over Iona. And I made it nine. And, uh, again, Iona kind of got screwed with this draw. Connecticut is a three-seed, I believe. And they were the they were the best team in the country at the start of the year. They they were had double digits in every single game, often against very good teams. Uh, they crushed Alabama for Christ's sake. Like that, yeah, good luck, good luck handling that. And they seem to be finding that form again at the end of the year, but then they crashed out against Marquette in the conference tournament. Uh, they're prone to taking some bad shots and and uh, but they're elite athletically, and uh, defensively they're elite also. So they completely outban Iona, but and this is a big but, uh, two years ago, Patino took a much worse Iona team against Alabama and almost beat him. Gave a, a very, very good Alabama team fits. And I wouldn't be surprised if he does the same here, but he completely got screwed on the draw because Connecticut's power rating is uh, better than a three seed. They're at least, they're probably a two seed. Uh, so once again, the mid major stuck playing against the the best of the seeds, just like Princeton was against Arizona, the two seed. Okay. So pa- pass, but uh, I could argue both sides. If Connecticut sure. plays at like the beginning of the year, then Iona probably has no chance. But if Connecticut puts one of their stinkers in and they they they, they you know they don't make any outside shots, then Iona can definitely give him fits. Patino certainly knows what he's doing, and uh he definitely has a coaching edge here, but it's unfortunate that he's playing Connecticut
1: okay, let's go on to Marquette Vermont opened up at ten at circa twelve at South Point. It's ten and a half eleven right now
0: uh Marquette Vermont so Marquette's another one of those teams that overachieved the entire year. Uh, maybe appropriately, Shaker Smart went out and uh, his half-court offense sucked at Texas, so he went and found some geniuses in the Division II ranks, completely reworked his offense, and now has the most efficient offense in the country. However, uh, watching Vermont in their American East finale, they barely made a mistake the entire game, offensively or defensively. Just elite coaching by Becker. The program's fantastic. Always has been uh, Unfortunately, when they get to the NCAA tournament, they're, uh, they're outmanned most of the time. I'm not so sure that's the case here. I don't, uh, Marquette's not loaded with elite talent. They, just, uh, they were coached very, very well this year and, and really got the max out of what they had. And teams like that often struggle in the first round of tournaments. And they won the Big East tournament. So they, that may come back to Hanum a little bit, too, where uh, they're, they, they put kind of a clinker in. It's just being human, right? You're, you're, you have your home run game. The next game, sometimes, sometimes, it's not etched in stone. You know, they could go out and win by 30, and it wouldn't shock anybody. But I think it's more likely that they, they, they struggle a little bit. And Vermont is a team that will not give anything away. And they're certainly uh, a very live underdog here, and, and maybe even have a chance to win the game. Certainly the first half would work here. Wow. Six, plus six in the first half. Good. Like that. I was uh, hoping. Draft, I was hoping you'd tell me DraftKings had six and a half. No,
1: let's so they have. <laughs> yeah, six, no. Uh, have six. And you know what's unfair about DraftKings? They charge one fifteen both ways. We don't like that.
0: Oh, they do. Yes. Oh, screw them then. I won't give them the business.
1: We do not like that. We
0: don't like. The no, 15. no business for them. I'm not yes. encouraging that. I don't care what they have. Yeah. Of course, greedy people around the world wouldn't care. Of course, they don't care when they go and bang out Chris for a dime a game either. Right. That's what, what's wrong with the industry right what, now. What Alan's sure.
1: saying is a great subject matter, and I do want to mention it. I, if you brought it up, I was going to mention it. Alan's spot on. So what Alan's saying is let the market mature. Let the market mature. Why go into and and take, and by the way, some of them games are, well, they are are a dime, not 500, a dime, and move the entire market on an overnight. And let's just face it, Alan, I'm going to say this, and if you want to cut it out, we we can cut this out. You and I used to manipulate the games overnight. We used to bet the wrong way at Chris. Of
0: course. Who's betting the right way? Uh, we bet the wrong. Oh, way. that's just that's just sound strategy. If people are going to move uh, without a bet, which is what I the point I made before, why do you do that? You should be looking at the chart. You should be writing bets and moving it, not moving because everyone else moves. You don't know why they're moving. Sure, you don't know right? Maybe some whale came in and bet bet fifty thousand on a game and they had to move it. Doesn't right. mean it's a smart guy. The market's inefficient. So, in my opinion, I don't think the market's that efficient. So, I don't really care what the market is. Sure. I hope that my market is more efficient than the than the public market or the, or the wise guy market, whatever you want to call it, because yep. the public has no influence in these lines anyway. That's a misnomer. What
1: Alan's saying, though, is there has been over the last couple of years, I, I, I'm going to say un, under 30 crowd, under 30 years of age, and they really don't know how to bet. They don't know anything about betting. They're happy getting down a dime or two dimes where you can't make a living
0: betting a dime or two dimes. You only have a... A couple percent edge, five percent edge. Well, not the way we spend money, but but in the real world, right. you probably could. If you're betting an opening line for a dime a game, I could probably make a lot of money in a college basketball year. Okay. The raw opening line. Well, then which I'm is gonna, what they're doing. But then I'm wrong. But what, what, what we did in the old days right. when I was betting sky high, is I would bet. You had a bet before Mister Walters bet, sure, because uh, he would just you know blow the market up. But if I let's say I remember the game, I remember like it was yesterday. Arkansas was playing Auburn, uh, and I loved Arkansas minus two. And we laid two every year and the game went to two and a half. I couldn't hide it all the time. And then the game went back to two and I just told my partner, all right, you know, should we get more? I said, nah, this is Mr. Walters, you know, manipulating the line. I don't want to get his way. So we went off screen and got a little bit more because to me, it was clear, clear that it was he, he was moving the game back. And in fact, the game, you know, he did bet He did bet minus two, but I had respect for his. Whatever he was doing, he deserved to get it. He manipulated the line. He deserves to get the bet. Not he's manipulating the line. Let me take it away from him. which these kids today, they just see a number and they bet it like what's so sick is Chris might open a game 11 and, and and other people might have a 12 and they'll go and take the 11. Right. Being completely unaware that there's 12 around because <laughs> they just look at a number of bet. They have so no sick. understanding of how markets work or, or, or that there's other people in the market that, that maybe you should try to get a hold of them and, and, and you'd be able to make a lot more money. They don't care. They're content with just, uh, you know, and I don't blame him if you're being successful with it, but but I have a different attitude about things. I have respect for other people in the industry and would never try to get in their way. Although because these assholes are doing it this year, the only way I would do it next year was just to to bang out the market right away. That's what that's what I would do next year. I wouldn't care if I won or lost. I would just all right, how do you like it, boys? Right. Go try to win now. Get in their way. And by the way, speaking of him, you know, um, a
1: friend of both of ours, and I always talk about him in the highest light and by the way Alan I get some flack from some people but I don't care just like you wouldn't care of course uh, I think the world of Billy Walters I mean I think the world of him I've been around him and I've been around when he's done such generous things with people with 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 donations and stuff I mean w- would you think he was the best at this at this game that we're in would you would you say he's one of the best you've ever seen
0: I, I think he's completely brilliant I told him uh I told him with a smile your, your cunning impresses me your guile impresses me and and So he's trying to bet big money without tipping his hat, and he realized in the 19 late 1980s, early 90s that if he lays one in a game and it closes seven and it wins at a high percentage, there'll be no bookmakers left. They'll all be out of business because everyone just followed what he bet, and they all you know the games won at a very high rate. So now he has to hide what he's doing, and he found very creative ways to mask what his real bets were, and to me, that's just brilliant. What, what, what he came up with is just brilliant. He's not a handicapper. He'll be the first to tell you that. But he is an organizer and he's a leader. And and, he, and he'll, he'll say he's not very smart. But the reality is he's actually brilliant. And his creativity in, in moving money is the is, is second to none. He completely changed the way the moving money could be thought about. And unfortunately, he's no longer in the in the market. And these kids nowadays have no understanding of, of what he was attempting to do. Because you don't want people to know what you're doing, it helps the line maker out, right? If you keep betting the same game, they're going to cheat the line towards that side. But if they don't know you're betting that game, they're not going to cheat towards that side. So it's uh, it's stupid to do what these kids are doing, and eventually it'll it'll come back to haunt them. But you know, as long as they keep winning, and they're going to keep winning because they're betting into a, a, a line that's not very strong. Uh, and and I'm too old to worry about this stuff, but but I really would love to stick it to them next year. Yeah, when Alan uh, when no, saying, no, I work I worked for Mr. Walters for sure. many, many years, and oh, yeah. I have not one bad thing to say about him. At, ditto. He Dude, was straight, a, straight up with me and, and honorable, honorable and, and very giving and and almost a father at times. So definitely. Yeah, definitely. He's he's the man. Yeah. He's definitely. in what Alan's doing well. I talked to him in the other day, he's doing well, so
1: oh, yeah. Good to know. What Alan's saying is like a, let's say a team like West Virginia, if they're so high on his rating chart. Uh, game after game, if you keep on betting West Virginia on the screen each time, moving the game, the bookmaker catches up with it in two, three games. Says, "Well, they're going to bet West Virginia anyway. Let's add a half a point or a point to their ratings, and and, and you're going to have to lay more lay, lay more juice." So, and uh, there's another guy that actually told me that and lives by, lived by that Harlebas Vulgaris, so to hear it from you two guys, of course, and, and of yeah, course, he's brilliant, it, yeah. that kid's amazing yep, yep, getting in all the action now guys, crackwins.com and the Crackwinds app, my god, we got some stuff going on, there's going to be some really good uh, plays I'm going to have for this first couple rounds of March Madness, of course the golf I'm going to be going to the Masters, we're going to be going to Hilton the week after, some good golf information, uh, we're going to have some women's basketball too here, so uh, get in on some really, it's a really good time to get in. Crackwins.com, Crackwins app. Guys, head on over to WSN.com. My God, I, I just can't believe some of these bonuses they have negotiated. First of all, I don't even know some of these sports books. That's how many books there are in, in these new jurisdictions. Owner's box, $500 deposit match. I love those deposit, deposit matches. Listen, I like the free bets. If they're $1,000 free bets, that's worth a little bit less than the $500, but it's still good. Deposit matches are great, though. You put money in, they match the money. So the, uh, let's talk about some of the other promos. You can actually go to the site and literally click on your jurisdiction. Click on your state. It, there's a, a little tab there that says state. And you click on the state you're in, whatever state it is. Uh, and, and you can see the bonuses. Uh, $12.50 at Caesars. Uh, up to 1000 at FanDuel. BetMGM also a free $1,000 um, bon- uh, bet offer. $1,000 DraftKings is a deposit bonus up to $1,000. Now, I'll tell you right now, a lot of these... Bonuses you can't get going to the actual site or even Googling like DraftKings. They have negotiated some great bonuses for you uh, at WSN.com. I can keep on going on and on and on. Bet Rivers, Bet365, SI Sportsbook, Unibet, PointsBet. There's so many places uh, that, that you have these sign-up bonuses. I signed up with Tipico through WSN, and I got a free uh, free bonus. It was, a, it was a deposit match bonus, too. So uh, that that's a great part of the site that I like. Also, the news information, the stories. Uh plenty of plenty of great Um, uh, is of course I'm I'm gonna go down from, from the top to the bottom. The promo codes, great section on that, great section on prediction, odds, and news. Next going into our podcast. All of our podcasts are on there. You can go right to WSN.com to watch our previous podcasts, including this one when it comes up. Uh US Sports Betting News, which I love. Different. This mostly the jurisdictions written about here are the ones that are trying to get sports betting. So it's like the Texas, Florida, California. But hey, Massachusetts just just launched. They're going to have uh, mobile betting, and uh, r- really, uh, th- it's going to be really a big state there. People love to gamble, love to bet over there in Massachusetts. So uh, great stuff on Washington, the state of Washington, Georgia, Nebraska. You can learn what's going on in your state if you don't have uh, sports betting yet. Uh, all these different, like I said, the state betting guides, right on the bottom there, click on your state, great stuff. Everything at WSN.com. Let's get down to the next one, which would be Memphis. This game opened three-point difference at key numbers. I mean, uh, Pickham South Point opened, three Circa opened. Memphis Florida Atlantic
0: game is settled at two. So, two ways to look at this. Uh, I've talked about the golf ratings and how teams tend towards their typical golf rating and Florida Atlantic has completely blown through what they typically play to they' they're under this coach they've gotten better and better but this year has just been a an explosion like they're playing to a rating that's unheard of unheard of for mid majors like no mid majors ever play to, to this level from this conference and this is a really strong conference this year uh but he has all his own players now and they run very intricate stuff and they're very very hard to deal with uh, they put a lot of heat on you offensively and defensively. And uh, I was completely impressed in, in in the finals of their conference tournament. They were playing UAB, who was desperate to win. Florida Atlantic was in, and UAB was not. So that dynamic uh, actually got UAB to the favorite in the game. And Florida Atlantic ran out to a big lead and coasted against a very, very, very good team. Uh, that, that impressed me to no end. I thought they'd maybe crash out in the, in the first round of that tournament, but they blew out Western Kentucky in the first round, another capable team. So this team is definitely for real. Now, whether they head back that way, because in the, in the NCAA tournament, I don't think so. I think it would have happened by now. They barely played a bad game all year. They did win in Florida early in the year too. So it's not like they're not, uh, immune to beating some good team. They, they beat Florida when, before Castleton went out. So. This team is is very, very good, very well coached, and very, very capable. Memphis also got better as the year went on uh, and played slightly above what they typically play to. However, they beat Houston in the last game of the year in their conference tournament. They beat the best team in the country. And again, human nature would indicate that a team coming up their high, uh, much like a drug addict, uh, crashes a little bit. So there's a good chance that Memphis crash is also a chance for to crash, which is they're playing way, way above what they typically play to. But as I just stated, I'm actually believing that Florida Atlantic is this good. And I'm not sold that Memphis, uh, can play back to that Houston game. So I think Florida Atlantic wins the game. And, uh, uh, I, I, so that'll be, I think the game is priced about right. Okay. But I think Florida Atlantic wins the game and I'll probably, probably, I'll probably will bet him because my gut keeps telling me to bet him. So I probably will. Our it's buddy. a big coaching. It's a big coaching edge for uh, a big coaching edge for, uh, for Florida Atlantic.
1: Alan and I went to dinner years ago with um, um, Howie Schwab. Howie Schwab is a stump the Schwab ESPN. Great guy. Uh, he, he goes to every single Florida Atlantic home game. So uh shout out to him. And, uh, you know, he, he, to have these two guys sitting down at dinner, I just sat back and listened. We went to some steakhouse or something, but, uh, by the way Alan knows some of the best not just restaurants the the old-time classiest restaurants uh, in, in the world uh, he, he really does he, he really knows some fine dining establishments uh, especially over there in Connecticut you could find some of those old school joints that have been there a hundred years and people just don't even realize they're there people jacket and tie kind of dinners and uh, just some great stuff but yeah shout yeah out we got a rather good meal here. Yeah, yeah. Where, where did we go last? Where did we go? Just, the Ocean House. Ocean House. Yeah, just, yeah the Ocean House.
0: which is it was beautiful. a five-star hotel in, in Watch Hill, which is a beautiful place. One of the wealthiest areas in the country. Yeah. Taylor Swift has a home there on the ocean, you know, like $20 million home or something. It's just uh, mansions on the ocean are worth a lot of money, and they have plenty of them. It's just crazy there. Oh, yeah. But the food there is fantastic, and it's right on on the ocean. It's just a great experience. If anyone uh, comes to Connecticut or Rhode Island, way you have to experience the Ocean House,
1: Alan's in ridiculous shape, and I was shocked. That night he really uh, in, indulged. He had a. <laughs> I, mean, well, I have to. I have to honor your presence. Right, he's <laughs> a little dessert. He had dessert. Yeah. Oh, we had. By the way, we had three desserts, and, uh, <laughs> and I ate two of them. What <laughs> do you think the odds are on that? Yeah, you're right. That that's an odd. That's a that's an odd. Most people would lose. Yeah. No, I think
0: we would have won a big bet there.
1: Yeah, we would have won a big bet there. Uh, next game again. This opened up another game and really got no action. I'm surprised too. Michigan State, U- USC opened up one and two, and right now it's one and a half and two.
0: Yeah, I think that's priced right. I, I don't like either team. I think maybe USC has a bigger upside, but I would never bet on that team. I, I've watched them play, and I'm not 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 impressed at all. But Michigan State's kind of lacking in talent. I don't I don't like that team either. They they occasionally have games where they shoot the lights out and and they're fine, but that that's lacking at times. Uh, uh, pass. I don't like okay. either team. Let's go into th- this game. Big difference the team, in line. The, US, the, the USC should not be in the tournament either. Again, UAB would be favorite over them. So there you go.
1: Yeah. Uh, big difference in lines here. Eleven. Like you wouldn't
0: see Florida Atlantic playing USC or, or or Michigan State. Like they're part of the good old boy network. Whereas Memphis, you would think is, but they're in they're in the conference that that hurt the uh, Big East. So they they stick it to the uh, American Athletic Conference usually. They have for years. When uh, when Larry Brown was at SMU, they screwed them every year. And and Memphis really hasn't got a fair draw. They were eight nine against Gonzaga last year, and uh, when they had a very very good team. And and again, they have a very good team, and they're entering the eight nine game again. Uh, so it's uh yeah, it's very evil. All anyway,
1: right. all right, we got six more. Uh, Xavier Kennesaw opened up eleven at circa. Opened up 14
0: at South Point. What do you think about this one? I think 11 is about right. And uh, it's settled in. i like at 11 and a half. Yep. I, I, I could see Xavier uh, coming back to earth, but they have a new coach this year there. And they had, they had a right to, for the program to get better. And, and the program in years past has been better. Uh, they have a new old coach, actually. Uh, uh, Sean Miller from Arizona. Was at Xavier prior. And, and they rehired him. And he had a, a terrific year for that team. Uh, they did lose their starting center. A while ago, but it hasn't impacted them as negatively as I thought it might. Uh, That may show in this conference tournament, in the NCAA tournament, where uh, big men have a little more. You know, they say you have to win with guards, but that's not quite accurate. You need you need rim protectors or your your guards can't get out and gamble on on defense. And uh, uh, so that might get them eventually, probably not in this game. Kennesaw State had an unbelievable year. They were one and 18 when this guy took over and now they're in the NCAA tournament. Again, with this team, this family-style team of using a lot of players and and, and coming at you in waves, and uh, I'll be rooting for Kennesaw, but uh, maybe a first-half bet. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. And how I don't know. I'm, I get them rated kind of high. I could see them coming down to earth too. So okay, I, I think both teams would probably go against some of these teams that are taking some good
1: juice on. The, there's, there's a type of bet we haven't talked about, and we we haven't talked about it at all, even on the phone, like first to fifteen. Will that be maybe a, a good prop to bet on some of these uh, I hope so. you know you know in other words uh, th- like maybe Princeton hangs with them with a couple threes. yeah right? rather
0: than the first half you got first to 15 exactly
1: yeah just to just to something that up. but maybe you way. lose 15
0: 14 too often I don't know yeah
1: no first to 15 if it, it depends what the prices are right yeah taking good number good good prices on like Princeton you know that, that's all I was saying maybe that three point should yeah be no
0: cool. I I would see that but I don't know if you're gonna get that bigger price sure sure I I't I looked at that but Kentucky. Yeah, that's better than the first half. Now it's now it's almost no randomness, right? Kentucky and, and the better coach and, and and the better coach team, I think, would have a big advantage in that first to fifteen because they'll be more prepared to start the game before athleticism takes over. So definitely, uh, the first to fifteen, something up my alley. I've never even knew that existed though.
1: Yeah, that's pretty. And DraftKings has it, so it's uh, it's and, and all right. I'll take a look at yeah, it. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about that off air because you can get some good prices on some of these teams that really may be able to hang in the first fifteen. Um, okay, let's go to Kentucky Providence opened up at three, three and a half. It's four.
0: Yeah. I don't like either team here either. Uh, Providence again, got the absolute max out of what they have, but the last few games have been a disaster. And I think that's more who they are. Uh, Kentucky with a six man rotation has had two guys playing hurt last game. Uh, they crashed out in, in their conference tournament. They had just lost to Vanderbilt at home. And then two games later, they lose to him in the conference tournament. Not a good sign. But again, two of their guys were playing injured, and they only have six they use. Right. So if they're healthy, they might they might just uh, okay. Their upside is huge. Kentucky. They did win in Tennessee. Uh, they they they've they've had some monster games this year. They crushed Arkansas and Arkansas at the end of the year. But they've also had some games where they completely lost on the court. Cal Perry is not a good coach. He'll be completely outcoached here. here. Uh, but they are far superior team than Providence. So I'm just leaving it alone. All right. Kansas
1: State. Montana State. Game opened up eight at circa, ten and a half south point. It went circa's way. It's eight and a half here now, everywhere. Yeah, I made I made
0: it. I made it uh I made it uh eight and I uh, have absolutely no opinion. Kansas State should not be a three seed, though. I will say that. Okay. And uh if anything, I'm, it's Montana State's. If, if anything, I'd bet Montana State. I think Kansas State is uh they had their uh late season run that got their rating jacked up, actually mid to late season run uh in the Big 12, but in, in the pre-conference, they weren't that great. They were life and death with LSU, which really has not aged well. They beat Nevada in overtime, which has not aged well. So some of their seemingly good games in, in the non-conference schedule have not aged well at all. And uh, they did get very good in, in the Big 12, but uh, I, I'm not sold on this team. So okay. I did see them beat Kansas at home, and they played great, but I don't know. It, it's not a great program. Maybe, maybe the, the coach that they fired was very, very good. So I don't know if this guy's going to improve him that much. Uh, they they certainly should be about a, 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 a an eight or a nine seed, not a not a three seed, maybe even a ten seed. Like the seeding is just completely ridiculous. Okay. The okay. good news for them is Montana State's not a great team, uh, but Kansas State isn't either, and and maybe uh you know maybe maybe Montana State, but not 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 I'd really want to jump on.
1: All right, let's get into a game that I'm very interested in. We haven't talked about at all off air. Uh, but because I, I know I know a syndicate group uh, that's betting this game, uh, Creighton NC State opened up at four, circa south point five. It's at five right now. What you would you make it?
0: Yeah, I made it six, and uh, I hate I, I don't like the NC State team at all. Okay, uh, yep. So it's Creighton or nobody.
1: That's what the but that's I mean, what the group is playing. They're gonna yeah. play great Creighton. Yep. So yeah, if, that's
0: if, the only side I'd have. I, I'm not an NC State fan at all. I don't like the ACC at all, actually. Uh, that's why Duke maybe uh, is in trouble against all Roberts. Cause maybe all their wins were kind of flawed. Maybe they just beat a bunch of bad teams. Uh, Creighton, Creighton took Arizona to the wire in the Maui invite. That looks very, very good right now. And that a repeat of that effort should, should be able to handle NC state. And, and, uh, Creighton very, very smart. I don't think NC, NC State's kind of a tricky team sometimes, but they're pressing. I don't think Creighton will have any problem solving it. It, it, it could be a runaway. Alan, and is they, there any time uh, they played very poorly in the? Uh, they played very poorly in the conference tournament. Xavier uh, beat them rather easily, which surprised me. Uh, but maybe that was good for him.
1: Something we've never done. I never asked you this. Is there a time we can bet and lay a two to one on Creighton money line, or we don't really mess with money line favorites? You don't. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Something. We never... I've always been point I never really yeah, thought about we it. Never we never did money line. That's one
0: thing I've never. Uh thought about i don't i don't i don't i've never looked at it and and that's something a computer could just certainly do better than me sure 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 computers can do everything better than me but <laughs> sometimes uh when logic's irrefutable then then it's still it's still better than anything a computer could do right so yep. if i have irrefutable logic then i'm going to be right that's just logic
1: cool baylor this is a team that uh oh, okay. i'm surprised <laughs> i'm surprised baylor didn't get any action here this this thing this opened up 11 it's still 11 Baylor over I made, it, I made it eleven.
0: And you made it eleven. So there. Not a good Baylor team. They're gonna have to get a lot of uh, a lot of three pointers to uh to to get deep in this tournament. And uh Santa Barbara gave Creighton Fitz last year in the first round uh with the same coach and a lot of the same players. So maybe they decide to look at maybe- this is not this is not an elite Baylor team. They've had some good games, Baylor, but but not many. They may got a uh, you know, they're still they're still rated highly because of prior years they've been so good. They've been the best, you know, top five team in the country for several years now. But this 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 version of Baylor is not nearly as good. And uh, okay. I mean, I made it eleven, so it's 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 no it's bet. No bad, but uh, you know, I think Santa Barbara can uh, hang with them for okay. sure.
1: Maybe a first half bet then. Maybe then. first
0: half, yeah. yeah. Like I said, they gave Creighton fits last year, and and the Creighton team from last year is about as good as the Santa Barbara as the, this Baylor team. So that parallel sure. might work.
1: Uh, Gonzaga, going going to the last game here, Gonzaga, Grand Canyon, probably some different uh, opinions here, uh, literally opened up 13 and a half, one book 17 at the South point settled around 15, 14 at 15, and then got bet by a syndicate that I know of up to 16 right now where it's at.
0: And I'm going to disagree with the syndicate. Yep. Uh, of course I've been high on Grand Canyon for, for a very long time. They lost their point guard and, and, uh, They've recovered from that and actually played better. I watched them in the, in their conference tournament. They were very, very impressive. Granted, they're not playing someone who's Gonzaga's talent, and Gonzaga's a very, very good favorite. They they can score 20 points in no time. Their offense is super efficient, but the coach for Grand Canyon is amazing. Uh and and he uh he will come up with something to slow them down, I believe. And I think they can hang hang in the uh Hanging the number on uh, I mean, it's it's screwing with Gonzaga is never uh, never going to get you rich because, like I said, their their offense is so efficient that they can run off massive numbers of points very very quickly. But I I may have Grand Canyon slightly overrated, but I certainly think uh, that uh, the line's a little too high. And Grand Canyon's aside.
1: Okay, maybe first half there.
0: Not time. not a big bet, but
1: okay, cool. Well, that was pretty good, guys. We uh, I appreciate you staying on this long, Alan. I'm thinking uh, John Orlando who didn't make it in studio today because he thought it was tomorrow's show. Uh, John uh, and I were, would love to have you back on. I was just something I thought about spontaneously. Would love to have you back on, maybe for uh, another show if you can do it on. Uh, maybe uh, oh, it's going to be pretty t- tough. You're watching the game, so I was thinking next round, but we'll figure it out. Call me. Yeah, we'll, call we'll figure it out. Yeah. I don't mind doing shows. No, you're great. Great. Thanks, Alan. I really appreciate it. All right. Be good. Good luck in the tournament. Thanks. Take care. You too. Yep, cheers. Wow. What a uh, great interview. I know Alan, You know, he, he gets in there and he wants to break down every team in school. And I didn't mean to rush him along, but we got him on there for like an hour and a half. He's the greatest. We're going to have him on again, too. So... Uh, really appreciate him coming on. And, uh, you guys, there's a lot of little nuggets there. I've written down a lot of little nuggets of information there and uh, some bets I'm going to be making that, that Alan said. Well, thanks to my guys here at WSN, of course. Thanks to my guys here, like Travis, for putting this on, and, uh, of course, Robert. And uh, we'll be back next week with Wisecracks.